Hello, and welcome to Scuttlebutt, the war movie review podcast. We're happy to have you with us as we take a look at films from the dawn of cinema to today. We aim to provide a raw and unapologetic review of each film's cinematography, historical accuracy, and delivery. In the process of analysis, certain details will be revealed. These spoilers are only divulged to ensure a fair assessment of each film. We head into the depths of occupied Europe this week with Sean Ellis's 2016 World War II epic, Anthropoid. As always, I'm joined by Mike A. What's up? Mike B. Yep. And Nate. Did you say Anthropoid? <laughs> yes, he did. I'm sorry. I'm gonna. This is my first correction of your like Anthropoid. I don't even it's know how you ways said it. to say it. Anthropoid. <sighs> There's an ancient Anthropoid. Us Americans <laughs> anthropoid. say Anthropoid. <laughs> anthropoid. It's okay. Anthropoid. I knew what you meant. And I had a funny, I had a funny fucking witty comment, and I, I that stonewalled me so bad. I normally just blow with it; it's fine. It's normally Mike B's job. I couldn't stand that one. My New Englandese. Fuck you. <laughs> well, no, no. I want to know now. What was your funny witty comment you had planned to start talking about this very depressing uh, movie? Stens never malfunction. <laughs> oh, they do. Uh, I, I know that's the joke. <laughs> that's right, the yeah. joke. Yes, yes, Mike. That is the joke. Yeah, as McBain would say, that's the again. Job. Again, we're, we're off to a so, we're off to a great fucking start. Anthropoid, you know, like we thought we were going to be. Are you happy, Anthropoid? Nathan? Yes, thank you. Anthropoid. Sorry. Okay, it's the one time I'll ever do that. To <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking right, <laughs> baby. I love you. Yeah, yeah. baby, come back. <laughs> I'll bring the va- I'll bring the Vaseline. Uh, <laughs> Oof, very gracious there. Wow. So, what do you guys think? Um. Well, uh, first time seeing it, and. Um, uh, there's a lot of things in it that I like, and uh, very few things I didn't like. So, um, yeah, so c- come out swinging. Uh, I thought it was pretty darn good. I liked how fucking, like, bleak it was. Like, oh, my God, this is, uh, it was kind of like, um, was it, the 12th Man? Uh, everything felt very dangerous, which I liked a lot about it. And some other, like, you know, behind enemy lines, espionage type stuff, you know, uh, commando type stuff, it always seems... Like everything is never too dangerous, even though everyone is cautious. But in this, everything seemed very dangerous, which I liked a lot. And um, uh, yeah, just I thought it was pretty, pretty damn good. Just coming out swinging. No, dude, I I 100% like agree with you on that. Um, I did pick this one this week, but this is like one of my probably favorite kind of resistance movies i think mm-hmm. um mainly um it just it really does strike a lot of notes really well um just i for me it checks off all the boxes you know um cinematography sound actors the sets um, oh my god yeah the sets and yeah. i believe and i'm pretty damn sure it was filmed in prague um which prague has never changed <laughs> in the last like <laughs> 500 years to, to their um, uh to the to their um their pleasure yes so uh, yeah no it, it it it's it they um it's it's really funny actually like um i have a, a a lifelong friend who i've known since childhood and he went and taught english in europe and ended up in prague and has pretty much decided he's gonna settle there for his life and um it's really funny he uh <laughs> i i being a and like a really astute you know, study of this kind of this time period, I was like all about like finding about this whole entire assassination attempt and all that kind of stuff. And I remember, I think it was like the first like year he was there. 
I was like, hey, have you ever been to like, you know, this church? Have you ever seen like all the bullet scarring on, on this building? And he's just like, which one is that? I'm like, oh, it's I can't remember at the moment, but it's this church. He's like, huh, is that by this? And I'm like, I don't know, dude, I'm not there. Like, you're there. And he's like, oh, well, let me look. He goes, oh, yeah, that's the church I buy weed behind. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, <laughs> but uh, no, it it, it is. Again, like I, I guess go back on my statement. It's like, you know, Prague hasn't changed in like 500 years, if not more. I mean, he tells me like really cool stories of the of the city itself and how much, you know, the medieval time period still is ingrained in that city in its architecture and its stuff. So it doesn't surprise me that, you know, they were able to, you know, film in this place and, and, and reset everything to look like the period because of how entrenched Prague is in time it, it never changes um and um but in terms of like the cinematography I, I'll tell you one thing that really does really well with me is sound in this movie a hundred percent and I won't I, I want to I want everyone talk but those are the big things for me is editing sound and uh cinematography is also really good um and the story I, I yeah there might be like a little bit of a love triangle or a four wheel set or whatever however you want to look at it but um i i i i thoroughly enjoyed it. it didn't it didn't it didn't distract anything for me so um brian what'd you think no i happen to agree and uh this is um this is a film that came out during an era like where they made a lot of resistance films and they made a lot of bad ones uh <laughs> like the resistance banker flame and citron um like the mid teens, I don't know why, but they made a lot of these resistance Allied. films. Oh God! <laughs> I, I wasn't I, black. Wasn't Black Book one too? Yeah. Yep. That was another one. I've never seen it. I know you it's, tell me that's a terrible movie. I just had a, just, I had a friend of mine. Go ahead, Brian. Sorry. I, I had a friend of mine who was like, uh, "Don't watch fucking Black Book. All she does is dye her pubes." And I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> so that's, uh, that's a that's an intriguing uh, that, that, know, uh, yeah, thing that's, to say. So yeah, that that's as far as I've been with Black Book. Um, Allied. I woke up after House Party and my head was like exploding, and my <laughs> friends were watching um, Allied, and I caught like thirty minutes of it where it's just like Tom, uh, know, who is it? Uh, Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt. Yeah, <laughs> Brad Pitt like running around, and it's just like my wife's not going to betray me. My wife's not going to betray me, and then who who guessed she betrayed yeah. him yeah, it's funny you just you wow. watch something like this or something and then something like allied it's like did we step back in terms of quality uh, this is like a movie from the 50s yeah well there's so many bad resistance movies i mean my opinion there's three good ones maybe four there's this one which is the best modern one in my opinion um there's a man escaped which is this amazing 1950s french minimalistic film there's uh army of shadows which is the 1960s french resistance film made by the director actually was in the resistance as a kid so he basically made his story um and then you can argue that the train is a pretty good resistance movie if you've mm. seen that i think michael is the only person that would have heard of that with burt lancaster yeah from the 50s um that's just a very interesting film for its time but no there's so many shitty ones you know um you can even argue that the original, uh, what is it? Glorious Bastards is a resistance movie. <laughs> you know? You talking like, about the 78 uh, one? Yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Maybe that's more of a commando movie. But like, again, there's just so many bad resistance films. So when you do see a good one, it really, wow, this is fucking good. Um, 
How dare you and, say mag dumping Hitler in the face is a bad move? No, the, no, no, no. That's I, the talking, Tarantino one. That, yeah. <laughs> I, remember, no I love that. I make. Uh, I know. I do love I that film, not going to lie. And I have a funny story associated with that. I've probably told before that Nazis versus NATO, but I'll tell it another time. <laughs> but anyway, um, no, this is a really amazing movie. Uh, it's really well done. It, it does a good job to tell the story. And just the realities of being the resistance and that, you know, every step that you take is just a dangerous path and could, you know, result in you getting compromised or killed, um, you know, from beginning to end. And I love how this film just, you know, starts with them landing. You know, it, it's just no bullshit. None of this like you man, here's a map of Europe. And it's like none of this. No, it's like, here we are. We're on the ground we're moving forward. Um no, it's great all around. And uh, it's one of those films where, you know, there's a lot you could say about the cinematography and the sets and everything. Um, but you focus more on that because they're just so well made and it's so good. You know, it's it's hard to really talk about it as a whole. So what do you think about it, Mike? Yeah, I um, I love the fact that they told this story because Reinhard Heydrich was one of the biggest pieces of shit in the Nazi party. Like there was a lot of them. And that, so for me to say that it's like that guy was a fucking, I don't know, like piece of shit's not strong enough, but like one of the worst human beings to have ever walked the earth. Absolute fucking disgusting piece of shit. And he was such a disgusting piece of shit that the people of Czechoslovakia were willing to risk everything they had like the, the, the resistance to like kill him. And the people of Czechoslovakia at that point were like, it's like 41, 42. And they're like, okay, we'll just deal with it. You know, whatever. But it was like this one guy was such a piece of shit. They were like, he has to die like immediately. And we don't care what the fuck it takes. And yeah, that was a true story. And like, they actually showed that. And like now again, like we always say, like people can look up the story and be like, oh, who's Ryan Dick Hard Dried? You know, <laughs> you know, or Reinhard Heydrich, just an absolute scum fuck. Ride Dick Hard Dick? What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and the way they actually um, showed the assassination attempt, quote unquote, uh, was actually pretty accurate from what the accounts say of where they thought it was just completely fucked. And they're like, oh, oh, fuck, he survived and whatever. And the Sten did actually fuck up and whatever. And it's like, I loved that part of it that they showed. Yeah, the, these Czech guys that got out of Czechoslovakia and then went back, parachuted in to kill this dude. And they had to trust people and like, you know, they had no choice. That was really fucking cool because it's a great story. And they got that motherfucker. That's the thing. They ended up killing him, which is good because it was great for humanity. Because that guy was a, a mass murdering piece of shit. But like people replaced him or whatever. But he was just exceptionally mean. Like, I'm not gonna go into like I've done a lot of research on him in the past. He's a little fucking wannabe piece of shit. And he finally got the he finally got the 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 position to be a non-wannabe. He was in the German, the Reichsmarine in like the 20s and all that shit. And then he joined the Nazi party and like Oh, I could finally be somebody. And then he was just a ruthless piece of shit. And that's why they loved him. And he rose so high, so fast in the ranks. 
And for some Czech guys to fly back from England to kill him, and he gets killed by that, that's poetic justice. I love it. The whole story is just fucking phenomenal. Now, as far as the film is concerned, when they were actually sitting there on that corner, waiting, and he's assembling the stun gun and everything, my heart was actually pounding. I'm sitting there going... It's very well done. I know the story and everything. Like, I know what happened you know, kind of subjectively, but like, I'm like, okay, how are they going to portray this? And all of a sudden they were like, they showed it. And I'm like, putting myself in there. Cause they, they portrayed it very well. The cinematography, the angles, the, uh, the shots and, and the sound, especially like Nate said, very good, very good. And it's like, okay, my heart was pounding. I'm like, are you guys going to do this? Even though I knew the outcome, but it's like, and it, when he goes out and what was really cool is like the Sten gun, actually malfunctioned the way a Sten does malfunction. It's the magazine. And he goes, and it shows the, the, the bolt going halfway forward and it just doesn't get it out of the magazine. He cocks it again and it just does the same thing. That's how a Sten malfunctions. And I'm like, thank you for showing something accurate on film with firearms like that. And it's like, oh, that, that's awesome. Now, I had a huge problem with the whole post like assassination. Okay. I had a problem with that, uh, between the church scene and whatever, it was the whole very tropey stereotypical Nazis, bad Nazis interrogating Nazis, causing pain Gestapo shit. And it's like, did we have to spend so much fucking time on that? So that's a gripe I have. We'll talk about that later, but like, that was one thing. The church scene, um, it did happen. It legitimately happened. Um, and whatever, but like, uh, I thought after the assassination attempt, the film kind of went down in quality. Not cinematography, not sound, but writing-wise and just scene-wise. So, that's my opening thoughts. Interesting. To I guess to, to jump right into the deep end, I, I do want to 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 bring up the subject that you said about how you said it was too much. I'm guessing the torturing. Is that what you're talking yeah. about with like heads and buckets and stuff? Well, and, and the, the hunt scene with the torturing. Yes. The, the you know, I mean, I don't I I disagree with that only because. Do you think maybe like like, OK, so I, I want to digest that in, in general. Yeah. Are you saying like, <clears throat> are you saying that that's bullshit? Or are you saying like, no, 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 I, no, 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 no. Why did no. you have to like hide, like sit on that for X amount? Why of did time? you have to sit on that for X amount of minutes? Yes, that's that's my point. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's bullshit because I know that's what they did, but it's also been done ten thousand fucking times in other films, right? And so you've already got a good film going, talking about a story that has really I don't think ever been talked about on film. And you have to spend that much time on the trope of Nazis bad, Gestapo bad, torture, all this shit. But but Gestapo is bad. Well, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying they're not. <laughs> okay. But like the amount of time they could have spent telling the actual story of like, yes, okay, they torture people. You, you can put that in there. Mm-hmm. I just think they spent way too much time on that segment of the film of like the hunting down, doing this, doing that, and then the torture right. and whatnot. I think they could have... Um, I think they could have um, condensed that a lot. 
I, I, I think, I think where that is in the film is I think that that is trying to show, and I guess you could say it's, um, trying to show that, excuse me, that the, um, like the violinist like held out as long as possible versus you compare that little, that boy to this other guy who caved immediately and saved himself and his family. Um, I think it's trying to show that the kid, uh, the violinist only broke at the very end of being like really screwed up. I think that's where I think I agree with you in a sense that maybe it's holding too long, but I do agree with how it ramped up because there is, uh, and and I know you're agreeing with this, but there are historic, there's, there's, there's factual evidence that those things did happen or, oh, yeah, for or sure. interrogation, all yep. that kind of stuff. So you're just, so it's not, it's not historical argument. It's no, a, no, no, it's not. It's, not it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a stylistic choice of how long to stay on a Correct. subject within a movie. Correct. Am I right? Okay. Yes. I just wanted to verify that. Okay. Yeah, no, 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 no. That, that thing's, that's what I was trying to say, but like, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, no, I mean like, uh, um, you know, the, you know, you had said it, it kind of went down in quality. Now, the, the the church fight I feel like I, I I really enjoy it. Um I would say that, you know, the church fight near the end, like after the guys on top die, I do think kind of lingers or meanders, but I don't think it detracts from the quality of the film. I just um, think it became an action film. It feels very actiony. There's some parts of it that I don't care for, like it eventually just like the Germans are just running into the gunfire. They're just like coming through the that's doorway. What I mean. You know, it's like, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, I mean, they're, they don't act like professional soldiers. And then, uh, right. Also like for a few shots when the guy's shooting off the balcony with the Sten, and she's just like, like that. And I'm well, like, that, that is how you use a Sten. And like, that's... I know, but it just didn't seem like he was really like, it just seemed like he was sprayed all over the place. It didn't really seem like he was I... going in on a targets to me. I thought you yeah. guys would have chimed in on the guy with the pistol who was going like, like I, I was about to. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna yeah, get yeah. there, but like, um, also not it, unrealistic. But like, again, it's an action film at that point. Like, mm-hmm. this has been a, a historical drama up until the assassination, and then they're on the run. We get that. Why then does it have to become an action film? Well, I think that it's just really hard, you know, um, to tell that story with it not becoming some type of like Thelma and Louise, you know, <laughs> shootout or something. I don't know. Well, you know, yeah. again, like that's just, what are you going to do? You know? Oh, the Germans well, like, are here. Ah, you know, it's like, you, you got I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, like I, 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 I didn't mean to cut you off, Brian, if you had more to that. I just, nah, rah, rah, rah. fuck you, Nathan. Nah, rah, 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 rah. Um, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like you had to have it turn into an action movie in a way only because the actual skirmish and the holdout was actually like that. Now, right, 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 yes. right. And so do I agree that the three Germans who run into the corridor knowing there's a guy there and fall over dead with one hit bullet each? Do I think that's a little corny? Yes. That's but, what I'm talking about. Yeah. But but I do 
getting 25% of physics and reality wrong versus 75% of it being actually pretty well done in presentation, yep. I'm going to side with the 75% because mm-hmm. we've seen what it's like full 100. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It, for, I mean, just little shit like good, you know, the, the, all the million things are good, will, you know, out, right, outweigh right, right. it, obviously. But, um, right, right. Just those things, you know, you obviously you pick up on them. And, um, but, uh, okay. I mean, going back a little bit, what I loved about this movie is, and Brian kind of mentioned it already. It is all of the fat is cut out of this fucking thing. Like there's no mm-hmm. part where they're in, where they're in England. Like this is your mission. This is your mission. There's no shit where we see, um, Heydrich, you know, uh, doing his shit. We, we only see him during the assassination scene. Right. That, I love that. Yeah. yeah that um, was great. That was real. That yeah. was really cool. I liked how he's barely even in it. Um, Oh, don't you think I'm evil? <laughs> like, like yeah. those kind of scenes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. cause you know, cause you know, he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Like you should know enough history, even from the little text things that they've given you that he's a piece of shit. Now I, I do want to chime in and, and, and I'm only going off this, Mike, cause you, you it reminded me of a conversation we've had is that you hate text in the beginning and text at the end of a movie. I thought it was just the right amount for this. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Where where it's not it's if there's enough teaching history not to be like making you feel something. Right. It's it's well, I was standard text beginning and end kind of thing. I was kind of thinking that um, when this started because when it started I didn't like it. I was like oh it's gonna be one of these and uh, but then as the but then the movie it's just like bam we don't even need to see anything else. It's like th- th- this is what you need to know and now the story begins. You know it was score and third Reich ago. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, <laughs> that's yep. pretty good, Brian. That's, yeah. yep, that's pretty good. Um, but uh, oh, I'm save I'm saving that to put in like a front of a fucking <laughs> something. It'd be great. gone. Third or I could go. Yes. Um, and you know it's funny, Brian. You mentioned like, oh, geez, there was a lot of uh, you know these uh, you know espionage and you know uh, resistance movies in the two in the twenty teens and stuff like that. And I think it's funny. Uh, a movie that I was kind of thinking of while watching this was uh, Valkyrie. And mm, uh, yeah. Valkyrie, though, in my opinion, does everything that I don't... It does everything wrong, in my opinion. I mean, uh, well, it does a lot of things wrong. And when, what I liked about this movie is that the tense scenes, what Mike already mentioned, the tense scenes are legitimately, are legitimately tense. What I hate yes. about Valkyrie is that they try and do that, and it's like really obvious that they're doing it and it doesn't work at all it's like we know hitler didn't die you know like come on already i just rewatched valkyrie not too long ago and what i find funny about it um is the beginning where it's like yeah tom cruise no i am actually tom cruise and then it fades into english because it's like we're not a real movie we're gonna we we appeal (laughs) to dumb americans (laughs) if i if i had if i remember correctly and we'll we'll get off of valkyrie once i say this is if i remember correctly they they were starting to build the movie around german-speaking actors and people who could actually do german and then i think the studio or the director wanted to go with tom cruise and they had to pivot because tom cruise can't do fucking german no if he wanted to really that would have been a great way to like you know show he had some serious guts as if he actually did do german but anyway um kind of like how russell he tries but it's like you know someone but fucking a horse it's like you know yeah but i mean if russell crowe can learn how to play a violin for a movie someone can learn how to if jim caviezel <laughs> can learn how to speak uh you know latin and amaraic for uh it's Passion of the Christ, so can Tom Cruise. You know, can do it with German. Aramaic. 
that's how it's pronounced. Scientology doesn't allow him to speak pig Latin. Well, that's his can't. problem. So, like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, I guess he's screwed. But the reason why I brought it up is just because it was it's kind of the same thing where they 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 create suspense. And this movie, in my opinion, yes. is a very does it very well when it comes to a situation that either you probably might already know the outcome to. And Valkyrie, in my opinion, just it falls flat when it tries to do that. This movie, though, I thought did it, did it really well. Luckily, Nathan hates Valkyrie, so I, I actually don't mind Valkyrie, but I, I'm not a. I know all the problems with it. I still enjoy it when I watch it. Um, Same. I, uh, I I do want to talk about suspense, and since we're on that subject, is that what um you know the the thing I think that that makes suspense work in films I think has to be a marriage of like three different things. It has to be that the actor the actor does a good job. The editing is a good is a good. The, the editing is well done or the cinematography helps. I think the biggest cult looking for the big, the biggest thing in, a, in to make us to make a scene suspenseful. There we go. Hard with the loud guy with the lisp scene suspenseful. I can't say the word now, but yeah. Um, <laughs> is that, is that you have to have that marriage of sound and sound is very important within those scenes. And, and it was I quiet. Think, That's the thing. Well, well, the well, the really cool thing is that you know it builds this huge. If you if 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 I remember correctly, it builds a slow slow crescendo up from the mu- music from the beginning of when they're walking to the street to the very pinnacle point when the Sten ah too many s words today the Sten jams. Um, you have the all the sound cuts out. Yeah, you have a, you have a white noise to replace everything when you're expecting something. And then you have, you know, booms. I think it's faded booms and stuff like that. So it's kind of like this muffled thing of like adrenaline kicks in at that moment and does it. It's a great representation of building that tense moment, but then also lets you wonder what you're what you should be hearing because you don't know what you're hearing because everything's muted, you know. And I I think that's a very very interesting stylistic choice because what you could have done is gone full nuts to bust bust your load right there loud explosions gunshots everything but you choose to cut it to solid mute build it back build the build the scene back up in different forms of sound and then bring all the sound back in at one point. well and like even with the um so when killian murphy uh when he, he's got this he's got the sten you hear the ka-chunk. well the and crescendo then- well, the crescendo is when i think when he throws the sten away that's when the crescendo it's when it's when hydric jumps up that's when all the maybe sound cuts perhaps but like yeah. you can also hear like when you were saying about the sound you can hear the chunk and then he cocks it again mm-hmm. and it's chunk again and he's, he's looking down and then the guys in the car and hydric and his driver are like oh this is an assassination attempt because like right but but the sound of the chunk can you imagine being that guy being yosef sitting there in front of this fucking car and hearing that actual noise like chunk no i can't and then I, you go, you I, go would, fuck, I would and then you cock it I again and you hear the my... same sound you're like yeah and that that's kind of what like you know that's why it was you know it was building up suspense my heart was pounding and all of a sudden when it was the chunk i was like my heart just sunk i'm like oh fuck even though it's like yeah people are gonna be dead if this goes right it's still like the way they filmed it and, and had the sound of like everything going on, it was like you were right there, and I loved mm-hmm. that. The way they mm-hmm. shot it, that the angles, because they weren't like these these super extreme angles or whatever. It was just like 
Oh, he he his his weapon fucked up big time twice. The the, ca- the cadence helps with that yes. as well. And that, that that's what I think it was scenes, it was yeah. one of the better um one of the better kind of quote unquote action scenes. And then it's like, how do you react? What do you do? Do you pull out your pistol? Yeah, well, he does. He tries to, but those guys have a draw on him. And then it's like, yeah. And so, yeah, the music, I actually didn't even notice the fucking the score yeah. in that scene. I really did. Well, didn't. there's no, there's no sound effects at all. Like it, it, it mutes after Hydra gets up, I believe. It's like this, this kind of like vacuum. It's, it's like, like, it's like, it's like this vacuum ambiance, you know? Oh, yeah, so it's, it's like kind of like the, right. Yeah. It's like, you see Hydra like, oh, uh, but you don't, I hear didn't even notice anything. that. Yeah. I didn't and even notice bi- that. And it builds. It builds like the that's what I was trying to say that the essences of those scenes come back gradually as as yeah. like it doesn't go to plan. It gets like it gets like more and more louder. Like it's it's very interesting. It's so well done. The, it's so well done. Yeah. The, the the sound comes back when the explosion happens. I just watched it and the uh, the ex- yeah when, okay. when he uh, when he throws the uh, the impact grenade yeah. Or the is it just made? when the is it all come back on the impact grenade? Does it come back in stages like boom and then it slow stuff starts to slowly fade? Uh, in? No, I have to it's like the explosion it, but... happens and then like it shows on the um the tram and people scream and then the sound comes everything is back. Thank you. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, no, no, you you just reminded me. Thank you. All you had to say was tram <laughs> and I heard and yeah. I pictured it all the glass and the screaming. So yeah, well that's yeah. also realistic. Yeah. Like yeah. that's the uh, well the chunks yeah. on the stem though are like really audible. You know uh, when he does it. So but in, in yeah, a good, so I wasn't in a good imagining movie. that. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't imagining that. Yeah, because it was it's so well done that it's like it's it's again like real life mm-hmm. shit where it's like you remember certain things but you're like, "Oh shit, when the bomb went off, it brought me to like that they, they whoever the fuck was involved in the entire that entire scene did a really good job in my opinion." And if I remember correctly, they really did study the actual documented events of what I'm sure they filled in the blanks with some things. But the people who got shot are the people who got shot. The people of how things happened is how things happened. Uh, how I remember the, like they I even remember watching a documentary. They said like, well, this person walked in front of the car to slow it down, yep. which was the guy, mm-hmm. you know, like that. Like they show all that. So like. I'm pretty 100 percent sure they really, really tried to nail that down. I don't think any. I don't think any civilians got shot in the real thing. I think that was no, no. But that probably wouldn't have been reported either. I, I was just gonna say that. Yeah, it, you know. So it's the Germans like, it's are the like, ones. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Mike. It's like it's like you you leave some things up to interpretation. So if they don't want to say that civilians got shot because they don't want to show that these guys were somewhat successful, even though I think in the movie it was the German who shot the civilian. No, it was the German who shot the civilian. It was. Yeah. And that, in my opinion, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I get it. You know, like, yes, the Germans are going to be the ones who Well, they, they would have been shit panicking. Right. Because yeah. they're like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, they don't know what they're just trying to have to react. And like, what the hell is this guy? He's running away. Yeah. Bam. He must be one of the culprits. And it's like, yeah, it's not going to be recorded. I like after the dust settles and the, you know they run away. I like the um, the, the the shot of Hydric when he he sits down. And he's like, <laughs> you know, he's you can tell. It's oh, like, he knows he's like, yeah, he's fucked. Um, yeah, and a million thoughts are running through his head, and he's just like his adrenaline is going crazy right now. And so yeah, mm-hmm. that I thought it was no that that entire no, scene I, was fucking brilliant, dude. Yeah. Like uh, master fucking cinematography and like filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Well, the, 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 the one lasting shot that I think really does speak volume, because unless you know history, you don't know this, what, what that means. 
is that you know it, it's on hydric and then it pans to the back of the car and you see the smoking with, hole yeah w- with the smoking hole and the blood on it because i believe he died from shrapnel from the grenade that went off and blood it, yeah, it went through inside his t- somewhere yeah it right? went through like his, his like diaphragm in his stomach if i if I'm yeah, not mistaken. yeah he he had a very painful death good riddance <laughs> yeah good but, for him you know, fuck him yeah. but like but yeah it's like that's you know he yeah and then like you know showing him getting up and jumping up and starting to shoot back like that's straight up adrenaline. Yeah, that's that's true. Like, yeah, he's wounded and everything. But yeah, he it's... he lingered for a while. He's an interesting character. Um, you know, a really horrible character. But he's depicted in um that Wansi conference um mm-hmm. thing pretty well. Not, you know, pretty well because it's just very well made and you know, it tells the truth because the minutes are kept from the meeting. Um, nope. I forget what it's called. Are you talk are you talking about that can the 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 one that oh like Sean Bean has that ing- no 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 are you talking about the one that's like it's got um Tom Hiddleston as a radio man he's in that and he's it's like called conspiracy or the constant something or the it starts with a C it's got Keith it's got Kenneth um the guy from Valkyrie in yeah it. the guy who puts a grenade to his to his throat uh, Kenneth um, Kenneth guy played. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, he's in. It. I he, don't remember what that he plays. Uh, he plays Reinhard Heydrich in it. Yeah. Oh, he does. <laughs> oh, I didn't know he played Reinhard. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I haven't seen that movie in like ten yeah, years. So that's yeah. why he's uh, okay. he's he's um, very blonde in that movie. Okay, that explains yeah. it. Yeah. You, um, sorry, Brian. I didn't mean to. to no just, worries. To interrupt you. But uh, yeah, so you know he was put in charge, to, like kind of take care of this area of the Reich. Um, and yeah, he did, you know, have this very interesting encounter with an assassination and, you know, he was full of adrenaline and he fought back. And then I believe it was blood poisoning from horse hair that was from his seat he was sitting on because the shrapnel propelled right. it into his flesh. And oh. he was in the hospital and he was doing really well. And he was, you know, had the typical cameras showed up and, you know, I'll oh, thank you, Fuhrer. I'm doing good, you know, and then. He was doing really good and for like a week or two, and then bam, it hit him, and like he died like in twelve hours. Wow! Um, but I'm pretty sure it was it was this you know sepsis or something from the horse hair. So, um, yeah. So yeah, really bad way to go, but fuck him, like you said, you know. It's like yeah, it's like fuck him, but like and imagine being the guys that did that, and like oh he's in a hospital, he's doing fine. It's like. Well, we're fucked. Our families are fucked. Mm-hmm. Anybody we know is fucked. And then, like, shit. And then you find out, oh, he's dead. Okay, well, it's somewhat worth it, I guess. <laughs> there, you know, everybody talks about the resistance during the war, you know, and it's a very interesting subject because not everyone was drawn to resist or could resist or wanted to resist, you know? Right. It's a very well, yeah, yeah. thorny question you know they would the allies said or you know veterans said at the end of the war when they were liberating these towns in france all these guys would come out in these old uniforms like i was in the resistance and they were called the mothball army because they smelled like mothballs <laughs> yep. you know and it's like yeah sure you know everyone's uncle was in the resistance when they were you know came out of the womb they had a knife and it's like oh my god but the reality is is that you know it was this very dangerous craft that most of the time would get you killed very quickly you know, you, like get depending, caught, you get caught most of the time. Yeah. Depending on the country, you know, depends on how quickly you were caught and killed. Like Holland, most of their resistance network was like compromised for the whole war. 
and the Germans were literally calling in agents to their own drop zone and capturing them the second that they landed and torturing them and killing them and like keeping the ruse going for months, for years. Like, you know, so the reality of, you know, being the resistance during the war is a really horrible one. And yeah, yeah not just imagine today, you know, if you wanted to do resistance kind of shit and how hard it would be to do it and conceal your tracks and everything. You know, it's, you're taking the same risks that they did. You're going against a society that's, that's going to hunt you, you know, and, and safety is a very far place away. And so. your, your, your possibility of death is greater than any soldier because and, once, once you're found out, once somebody just snitches on you, even if you're suspected of it, you're done. And it's going to be bloody and it's going to be bad. And, yep. you know, that's what I really liked in this film. Like, you know, they were taught and they kept constantly putting the round in the magazine. Because when you're, when you're doing something, you're doing something. You're not thinking about what's going on around you and the actions of what you're doing. So, you know, it's a very calming thing, as strange as that can be. But doing, repeating a task a million times and doing it in a period of chaos, you know, it's like, okay, this is it. This is what's going to happen. You know, it's it's very final in a way, but it's also very calming in a way. Um, but that's because well, at know, least you know. At least yeah, you know. Exactly. You're like, you okay, know? this is yep. this is the option that I've been taught and that, you know, exists, and this is what's going to occur. Um, but that being said, you know, yeah, you really don't hear about major successes within the resistance. You hear about the resistance, but you don't hear about, oh, this this is what they did. So right. that being said, this is probably the most successful resistance operation for the whole war. And also the highest Nazi ranking official that was killed. Well, he was third um, in command at that point. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so there's He's nothing really the else. fat ass Goering, you know. So. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it is insane what happened. And, and it's crazy that it, it actually didn't end up succeeding, you know. Um, well, it was just all, all the odds were against them. Oh yeah, completely. And and everything. And all, all the odds are against any operation. But, you know. No, but this this one was like completely fucked. Like in real life it was like it, again, like like they said in the film like he was scheduled to like be going to Paris. You know, it was like one of his last days or his last day in Prague. And they were like, "Well, we have to do it now." Because they, they had balls. They're like, "Hey, we we were sitting here on a mission. We have to fucking do this because he's going to go to Paris and do the same shit and it's, fuck that. It's just like, I forget his name, but the guy that killed Reinhard, or not Reinhard Heydrich, uh, Ferdinand, um, the... Uh, Gavrilo yeah. Princip. Yeah. You know, they, they had the assassination attempt and it failed. And then he went to a sandwich shop and then he drove in front of his, the sandwich shop because the driver was lost. And then, oh, mm -hmm. yep, it's going to start a war. So... Yep. So my, the first my, you my don't fucking succeed, FM metal, metal, try yeah, again. FM metal 1900 and yeah. fucking yeah. It, it, if your plot fails, go to Subway because there's a really good chance it might not have failed yet. <laughs> so, In no way yeah. is Brian telling you how to uh, plot and pull off a successful assassination. He's just talking shit. Lee Harvey Oswald went to a movie and see what happened. You know, he didn't get a Subway. <laughs> So, <laughs> just saying, you know, um, <laughs> nothing but awfulness comes from Subway. <laughs> Subway's yeah, for my home state, for my state too. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, all, all another shitty me. thing to come out of your state besides yourself and everything else. 
Hey, at least I'm not like MacArthur from Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> Go um, fuck yourself, you fucking child. Anyways, <laughs> you just, um, you're afraid of the truth. So, so, so real. <laughs> I so shall real, return. <laughs> so, go ahead, Nate. So, so, so real quick, um, because I feel like we haven't really kind of done a a kindergarten level of the timeline, um, of of history where this is. So, like, you know, it can can Brian or or hell, Mikey, you're welcome to. But I know it's normally Brian and Mike who know all the facts for immediately. Um, the timeline of you know. Of, of of germany and czechoslovakia and it's just kind of like a like a very small like paragraph summary of 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 what was happening at the time when this film was start just starting to take place because i just kind of want to i've noticed that when we i know a lot of our listeners are, are avid you know historians and all that kind of stuff and they may know but there might be like one or two guys that just don't know why we're talking about this so um just just if you can say like you know the invasion of Czechoslovakia and like, well, it was, it was, it was an invasion. It was an annexation. Um, in 38 base, Brian, do you want me to do this or you want to do this? Um, yeah, you got this. Okay. So yeah, in 1938, um, Hitler basically, and the, um, the high officials said, Hey, Czechoslovakia, we want you and mainly for their manufacturing. Because they were manufacturing really good quality, uh, what they called tractors, which are tanks, weapons, and all that shit. And they're they're a very small country right next to Germany. They're in the central part of Europe, and they were like, "Hey, long story short, we can either invade you by force, or or you can agree, and we'll just occupy Czechoslovakia, and then you know we'll pay you guys what you're worth from your factories and all that shit." but we're going to be occupying you or we can just fucking just strip invade you. Now had the Czechs or Czechoslovakian government said, yeah, try to invade us fuckers. That would have been the start of world war II in 1938, but it wasn't. And so they basically said, well, we don't, we don't have the capacity to take on your, your military. We don't want to do that. And like have our infrastructure destroyed. Again, this is the TLDR. This is the fucking this, basic, this, this is, basic this is, this is bitch. intro level stuff. Yeah, basic no, I, bitch I, I that. explanation. Yep. And um, so then the Czechoslovakian government said, "Okay, we agree to that. No shots fired. Please don't fucking do that." Okay, and so the Germany uh, German troops crossed into Czechoslovakia in '38, and it was an occupation. It was an annexation, and they said, "You're now part of the Reich." And we're going to tell you how things are governed, but we're going to still let you do your own thing. Don't fuck with us. And then a lot of the Czechoslovakians were like, this, that's complete bullshit. That's not good. And that's where you get the resistance. Most of those people were put down before 1940. Um, that's the thing. And like Brian was saying is like most resistance uh, in most countries in the second world war in Europe were, put down immediately they were found out and it was like you can't trust anybody and so then uh some of them escaped uh some of these czechoslovakian soldiers and just civilians would escape through france and other countries and go to england because england wasn't too happy with you know because they had a conference in what was it 38 or 39 um with the the czech government or czechoslovakian government the french government the british government and whatever and the germans and they were trying to negotiate. It didn't work. And so then the, the British government was like, 
yeah, any Czechoslovakians that don't like that can come up here and we'll, we'll talk about things. And so they started doing this clandestine bullshit before they even got involved. And they were like, Hey, we'll supply you guys and we'll give you Sten guns and fucking, you know, ammunition and maps and all that shit. If you guys can put up resistance again, most of those people were taken out. So that's where you see these two guys parachuting back into Czechoslovakia. They're Czech guys or the one Slovakian, but like, um, they parachute back in from England with a mission. Okay. Well, we've got these guys, uh, on our target list. So take them out. And that's where we find ourselves in this film is like, it's a clandestine operation, but this was actually in 40, like late 41. So they had been there for a while. And then, you know, the England was, or the UK was already in, in the war. <clears throat> but they have been keeping these guys there, um, getting information from them about what's going on in Europe. And yeah, so that's where you get that. And then so like late 1941 is when they, they realized that Heydrich was a fucking problem, a big problem. And he wasn't just like, everybody's like, oh, he was just executing Jews and whatever, like the typical SS. No, no, no. He was executing the resistance people or thought they were resistance people. Like, he was executing people just on a suspicion of being resistance and not conforming to the Nazi party. It was like a compliance thing for him. It was like, that was his mission is like, okay, we're going to gain compliance through fear. And this is how we're going to fucking do it. Bad dude. And that's why these two guys were tasked to parachute in and take care of him. So I believe, um, uh, and thank you for that. Um, one of the things that I, if I remember correctly, um, from the film that I think it did a really good job. And Brian, you're the one who I think he's probably watched the most resistance movies out of all of us. I that resist this conversation. Forte. You resist this conversation. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, too fucking bad. I'm going to interrogate you now. <laughs> um, I, that this in terms of, showing showcasing paranoia and that kind of like you know I, I thought it was very interesting like for example like the dinner scene where the two girls come in looking like you know all dolled up and everything and i hadn't really thought about that until that until killian murphy's uh, character had said that it's like oh great you're like two of the prettiest congratulations you're both knockout gorgeous and now everyone's looking at us and now you're putting a target on our backs per se people looking into us like, I, I thought that was a very interesting perspective because that's not something that you normally see in these movies, at least for me, um, that kind of conversation. Um, do you think that they did, and my whole lead into this, is do you think they, they nailed down that kind of paranoia showcasing in, in, in the cinematography in this movie pretty well? Yes, because every decision matters. Every little thing could give you away. So you have to take everything into account. One of my favorite scenes from uh, The Great Escape is when they're getting on the bus. And, you know, good luck. Thank you. Because, you know, when it's easy to have little slip-ups like that. They say that, um, and just to go off on a tangent, you know, the, the quickest way to find out if somebody is a spy or not is to punch them. Because 99% of the time, you can't stop the subjective swear word in your natural language that's just built in you know that's just the uh like you know fuck so 
you could that's a way you can interrogate somebody um so yeah little things matter so shit like that is very important i know of another story from the cold war where they found this spy who's from the east block in the west because he held his flowers a certain way when he bought them like he would hold them upside down and like you know walk to his car and put them like that and that was something they did in like serbia so small things matter even what they have in glorious bastards has some weight to it you know the three yep. verse three yep. it's mm-hmm. stupid shit that gets you killed you know always that's always the rule um so yeah it is it is nice to have that little you know add-on like just random but something that they do in uh, army of shadows that i love is they have a traitor and they find out this guy's a traitor he gave up one of their own you know got killed by the gestapo so they're gonna they lure him to the student apartment and they're going to kill him and it's a vacant apartment and they have a gun and a pillow and the, he's you know the guy they're going to shoot and they hear children in the background playing it's like well, fuck what do you do you know it's the reality of the situation things can really be clear cut like we're going to go here and do that but it's like oh well you're wearing a lipstick that people here can't get for the last three years because of rationing so that's going to draw a question right. to it you know again yep. little things matter little things get killed so yeah it's it's nice to see that it's nice to see that the that kind of shit and just other really random one really good or kind of really good um resistance movie again michael might be the only person that's seen this is operation crossbow from the 60s um and it's about the operation or a pseudo operation to like go knock out the german rocket program and it's it's pretty well done you know for its time um obviously like they go into the german lab it looks like nasa at the end of the movie <laughs> But, you know, weird. Again, it's, weird. We'll, we'll get to it. It's very interesting. So, um, but long story short, in that movie, they have assumed identities of people from Europe, of, in this case, engineers, you know? And uh, so they're going through all these checkpoints and they arrive at this place to work and they have all their permits and everything's correct. And right as they're going to go through this, you know, into the, the building, they pull one of the guys aside and they're like, oh, we have to talk to you. And they need to go pull him to a room to interrogate him. We're like, oh, shit, this is it, right? Well, it turns out that the name that they used for this guy uh, was of a fugitive that was a murderer who was known in Berlin and who was murdering people in air raid shelters. So they rode this guy, like, you know, to try to break him. for like, oh, you're, you're actually a sealer killer from Berlin. And he, the guy rode it out until they murdered him, basically, <laughs> because if he, you know, <laughs> said, well, you know, said otherwise, oh, I'm not him, he would have given up the operation. But it just goes to show that Sometimes you can have rock solid credentials to the point where it actually d- deters some operation, you know, and it's up to the individual to figure it out. But very long winded answer to your question, Nate. Yes, no, it's fine. It's what I wanted. you stupid shit matters. Mm-hmm. There was um the other, the other thing I was going to say, and then we can. Uh, but you can't just buy one, or... you know, packaging or whatever of Old Bay. You have to buy two. the um the one the one thing that i thought was um very interesting um you you had said like you know the good resistance things the things i had i thought was really good and i've seen in other movies like that but was when after that that whole uh you know club scene the girls are walking with them down the street and they're all together, but they're making it look like they're not. So like the two guys are on either side of the street with each girl. 
and I thought that was interesting. I also really liked how it showed the paranoia of the guy, the solo guy who walked out of the shop and is following him with a bag. The other guy who's standing by the corner of the street, and he's constantly looking at them and turning back. And there's this whole conversation going. So the whole entire time you have this conversation with this woman who you're just starting to meet with this character that you just kind of started to meet already you're building that relationship with them as the paranoia is still really in there. Like, I thought that was very interesting and a very great way to show that. Cause you could have shown like someone being paranoid separate of a conversation. I just felt like that was a very good, um, a very good way to weave the paranoia that the paranoia never stops, that that's constant in, in the day to day, even if there is like quote unquote, a break, you know, like that kind of thing. Um, and that comes right after that conversation was like, you know, this isn't a break for us. Like th there is no stopping. Yeah. Like we're constantly yeah. at a go. I thought that was just very, very unique in the way that they do it. And I think that's why this film, I think really does sit very high with most of us. As I think as a resistance movie, that, that tension never releases. I think the only time that tension releases is when he puts a bullet in his head to be brutally honest. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was a very, very interesting uh, way the dynamic that. The, the um, way they decided to tell the story was very good and uh yeah so i agree ha having it all unfold rather than you know doing the whole thing where you just go by the book and you know start with them in england and all that shit and it's just like the story unfolds right. as it plays out you know you, you learn stuff as it goes on um and then i i think the acting all around even you know henchman number four you know, there's nothing that really kind of stuck out to me in the acting. Um, all right. all, all well-rounded all the way around. Um, do we want to launch into uh, IMFTB? We can do that. I just want to talk about okay. the uniforms really quick. The SS uniforms. I was gonna. I okay. I was gonna. I was gonna. I was gonna lead that into yeah. IMFTB because I wanted to pull up the images. Yes, let's um, do it. There. I wanted to talk to you about some of the helmets, These brown uniforms, and some of the uniforms because. I know my history. I don't remember them being that color brown, but that's just me. I also know the SS had problems with logistics. There were brown weapons. helmets? No, the uniforms are brown. No, 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 no. Uniforms. They're very brown. They're like, um, I'll, I'll yeah, pull up a picture. Let's just, yeah, let's yeah, just go yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah. Um, but but what, uh, lead off to what you wanted to talk about, though, before we jump into that. I want to kind of hear what you, un unaided, I want to hear what your opinion is. Uh. The uniforms were very, the SS uniforms in, in, in like particular were very weak. Mm -hmm. uh, very I minimalistic, I felt like. Well, no, that's not the problem. It's just that they're. Um, not that they should have A frames in a full kit. I'm just saying they no, just they looked very bare. It was it was just shoddy as fuck. It was like random and like. Some of them didn't look like they fit the extras who were wearing them. Well, that's, that's an issue I can look. Well, you're right, but like, yeah, and that's fifty-fifty. Like, I can a lot of a lot of thimble Ill, heads. Ill helmets too. <coughs> yeah. Oh my god, the the and they're all repros. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're all repros, and well, okay. There was also so, M42s so, so, used. So, so you're saying repros in terms of the shape, not the fact that they need original stickers and original paint and all. Oh that no, no, no. These are all these are all reproduction helmets. I guarantee. No, 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 no. No, I I'm agreeing okay. with you. I'm just saying yeah. like your. How do I phrase this? You're saying that the shape. I know the convert. I know the. I know what you're going to say is that uh -huh. the shapes of the repro suck ass. Correct. And the features, yes. And the features. So if someone had a good reproduction of that 
with no such animal. With, okay, okay. No, that's what okay. I'm saying is like there's okay. no good repros. Like they're all right. they all suck. So then how would so not not to not to put you on a pedestal, but if you had to supply forty something guys with correct helmets, how would you do that? I'm not trying a, to say you're wrong. I'm just saying like no, it'd be right. a bitch, and I get that. And that's why I don't I don't like disparage them for using repros. I'm just saying they're mm-hmm. all repros and they look like shit. Right. To the average okay. viewer, nobody's gonna fucking care. Right, right. You know, it's just like yeah, I can yeah. spot that a mile away. And like I think if you use original helmets, like shells and whatever, and you refurbish them, it it adds to the uh subconscious like look of the German soldier. Or the American it's like it's like using a Vietnam era fucking shell and liner for world war two us mm-hmm. no i'm 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 100 percent in agreement of that. yeah i i know because how many episodes is this now i know i don't ever see them now without going that's a shitty repro thanks to you <laughs> right but i i I, yeah. I just like i look at it and i go okay what could you do to make this shitty repro not so shitty looking and i well, don't okay you could, like... you could put a cover on it but that's not accurate for this particular point right, in time right and like right you put a cover on it yes but like it, I feel like I feel like you need to have someone to go through all the extras and resize the fucking liner oh, or get fucking, a right helmet for the head. Dude, because I it, feel like that's the biggest thing that pull you pull up see IMFDB because we'll, we'll see that. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. We'll comment it's, on that. it's Thimblehead City in this, and I saw it this time in Spades. Do you have I OBS love... up so you can actually go through like you did on the yeah, last yeah, yeah, couple? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I love yeah, that. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good yeah, shit. yeah I, I do it every time. Let me just get the uh, yeah the thing up here. Um, but yeah, it's it, this one was really bad for the helmets. Yeah, no, it, it I can understand, like I can forgive it in that sense. But I, what I don't like is symbol heads and well, it's basically like paint as a costume jobs. designer, right? Um, I, I, I'm like Patton in the movie, right? You could be four hundred thousand gallons. I'll give you. I'll, I'll get you to Berlin. You give me the budget, I'll get you original fucking shells that are fucking beautiful and that are restored correctly in their correct color with the correct decals and everything. But it's not always possible. So that's why I don't, I don't like, I understand why it's done. I just, it's a personal thing with me. Like I just, I, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's fucking yeah. annoying. It, it, I, I can forgive the shapes and the profiles. What I don't like is symbol heads. What I don't like are right. And we'll, we'll get to that because yeah. yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Because look, okay, before someone yells at me and says, well, "Not everyone got the correct size," I know that. Well, that's but, the point. When, but yeah. when, what, but when, but when some guy who's got like the tiniest head is wearing a helmet that's conked to the right because he's not wearing a correct liner, that's the problem I have. Or you've got There's a fat no head like me wearing a size sixty-two fucking shell. Right, yeah, yeah it's, thimble it's head, not good. Where yeah, it's like exactly. it's a thimble, it's a thimble thumb head. You put a if you yep. ever put a thimble on your thumb, that's what you that's what you'll look like if you have the incorrect <laughs> small helmet size. All right, your let's get this bitch started. Yeah, the Colt nineteen oh three hammers, good touch. Yeah, very was, common pistol. I was hoping to see CVs, but I I totally understand why they would have. Well, yeah, that was mostly military. Years. They they yeah. had acquired them at that point in forty one. So it's like, you know, maybe, but like the 1903 is a great fucking touch. I think that's one of the last pocket pistols I need to get. Yeah, it's on my list too of like if yeah. I can get one. Yeah. The problem is, is 
Uh, Ronald the Boomer buys him out all from under me, so I can't fucking, yep. you know. Ronald is a dick. Yeah, Ronald is a dick. <laughs> Ronald's a, the biggest dick. <laughs> He's just awful. You hear that, Ronald? You're a dick. dick. <laughs> yeah, 1903. I mean, it's, it, yeah, again, it's like, it's yeah. a common. It's Everyone like a, has one. It's like yeah, a Glock is nowadays. A Frommer stop. That was an awesome thing to see. Yeah. I keep trying, and someone constantly goes above my budget. I just can't. Yep. Get it. But it's but it awesome really that cool they actually that had there, that. Yeah. 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 P thirty eight. Yep. I'm glad they didn't give him a Luger. I actually. Yeah. That was a good touch. Like, he's a fucking he's a fucking NCO in the SS, but he's got a P thirty eight. I like that. That was so good. I, I so I thought this was interesting here. Um, because Heydrich was actually armed with a Luger. Yeah, he was. A, but they gave so, him a PP mm-hmm. instead. I have a uniform question. Can you scroll up to that guy? To, uh, right. I, how come on some SS uniforms, they don't have breast eagles? I've noticed that. No, they, they don't. Uh, they wore them on their arm. They wore them on the left side. Okay. So do, do no, no SS uh, uniforms have breast eagles? Nope. No. Hmm. Okay. Army, Kriegsmarine, and Luftwaffe had... But uh, the SS is a paramilitary organization. They weren't actually part of the Wehrmacht. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. And but they would wear the uh, they wore their eagle, and it was a different eagle, but they wore it on their uh, left sleeve. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll probably see it later. But yeah, Heydrich actually did have a Luger. Yeah, that that's the one thing that I was like, huh. But I but I did like it. How I don't want to say I liked that there it wasn't correct, but I did like it that it wasn't correct. I don't know. I, I I'm indifferent. Like I was just like, yeah. eh. like like I know it would be cliche and like whatever. And but he actually was armed with a fucking PO8 when he was mm-hmm. attacked. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is or attacked. Right here, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's one of those. Oh, this is something that drove me fucking nuts. <laughs> the oh the the MP18. The MP18 one or two. I saw. They had. I saw a lot of those. Oh okay. Here we go. Here scroll down. Okay. Okay, so these guys have M35s on, right? Which is fine for occupation duty. Okay, uh, uh, Mike, you see what I'm saying about the eagle on? Um, oh no, I, the guy. I know they had them on their sleeve. I just didn't know that they didn't have them at all. That was SS. Okay, yeah, that was. A, yeah. And, and Hitler himself actually wore it on his. Yeah, sleeve. I know that. Uh, yeah, I, I know that the SS had yep. them on their sleeve. I just didn't know they didn't have any on their their breast eagle or where the breast. Yeah, eagle correct. Was Interesting. Okay. So this fucking thing, it's like, dude. These things were a outdated at the time. They would have been using probably MP34 because the SS did have a contract in the late 30s um, with Schmeisa for a bunch of MP34s, which is arguably the best submachine gun in World War II besides the MP40. Um, but it's like, what the fuck are we doing here? Did you have just one and you just kept recycling it? I, which I is- was, I was, I was shocked actually because I thought that would both of those were MP34s. Um, well, they're not the yeah. shots. I know they're not. I they're eighteen twos. Actually, I, I think yeah. they're eighteen twos. I don't think they're ones. I think they're eighteen twos. But anyway, there was so fucking many of them, and I'm like, I, I think they were trying to like go for the MP34 look, but it didn't. For yeah, nerds like just, me, it didn't work. But like, but like, if you look at it, though, I mean, if you think about it though, like even here, you could probably tell it wasn't for half a second. But it's how long is this on screen? You know, how long is this on screen? I know this right. isn't on screen right. very long. This is on screen very long. And I didn't pause to see, so like, it convinced me. But yeah, that's that's be well, very the very rare like, if they were to get it. Yeah, dude. At this point, 
most of the SS guys would have taken the, the National Party shield off. Even on well, it's interesting. Duty. This one doesn't have it, but this, right. these two do. This guy most, doesn't most have of these it. Guys these two have, don't have it, but these yeah. guys do, you know. Most of those guys would have taken that off. But, like, it, it is what it is. Like, it could have been there. But yeah. also an M42. This guy's wearing a, a shitty... Okay, so we're at the MP40, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. obviously. It's yes. Used. That guy's wearing an M42 in 19, late 1941, early 1942. No. And it's a shitty repro. It's a really shitty... And he's not wearing it right. It doesn't fit him right. It's the No. first it, M42 it, show up at Stalingrad. They have decals and everything. In, like, Fall. the later part of Stalingrad, though. Well, but yeah, before, before you know, it got closed in November. Um, but yeah, it was like late <clears throat> fall 42s and they start showing up in the front. In very right. Small numbers. Yeah. And they sent them there mostly like, you're not going to see this fucking thing in late 41. No, you're not. But just the, everyone thinks it's super late. It's like, well, actually they started showing up pretty early. No, 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 no. They, they started making them in like four, late 41. Yeah. But like, mm-hmm. again, this is supposed to be late 41, early 42. You're not going to see a fucking no M42 way. helmet. No, no fucking way. Especially with the SS. My God, their contracts were like backlogged. That's the problem is they were undersupplied. And, and so this guy's a private, this old, like, 50-year-old private. Well, I was going to say, a lot of the German uh, SS guys look like these fat old dudes, you know? It's just like, come yeah. on. Like, what are we doing here? But, like, okay, the Stenmark too. Yeah, the skeleton stock, for sure. 100% accurate. They drop these fucking things all over Europe. He has the correct charging handle, too. The Yep, yep, the ribbed mm-hmm. one, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you very rarely see that. Oh wait, go up for a second. Oh yeah, so it jammed there. Yeah, you can see, you can see that, that was right so there. good. That's good detail. Yeah, yeah. They actually, whoever the armorer was for this film, did a really good job at showing it jamming. Because mm-hmm. that's I, I've shot a, a, a class three like a, a real Sten, and that's when I had malfunctions. It was the magazine, and it wouldn't feed, and that's exactly what the fuck happened. So that's that's fucking. It's a really good detail. I love that. So. And also the fire rate when they're in the church right here, what we're seeing, the fire rate, that's a Sten. That's the exact fire rate of a Sten. So so, so, so to touch on that, I didn't hear – I Brian, counter me if you disagree because um, you and I are on the same rivalry for M- MG34s. But I, I, I did not – I was not sad or, you know – or disappointed by the representation of a 34 in this film. Me either. I was about to say, no. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. I, it I was think the exact is, fire rate. The, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is the only film that actually nails it right. The The only thing really that awesome. is like the, the way they were shooting it was just cyclic. Yeah. They just hold down on the trigger. And it's like, okay, they would have been trained to shoot in bursts more. But as far as the fire rate and the way it was portrayed and the fact that it was a fucking 34. That yeah, was a thir- beautiful. A, a yeah. thirty-four, a thirty-four that actually was full auto that actually fired it. They did do it in bursts a little bit, but they mainly want to show the the yeah. immense. What they're using is they're using it for the immense firepower mm-hmm. that it can do to showcase that they're outgunned, outmatched, all that kind of stuff. Yes. So I understand the reasoning why, but the to to see it actually perform and perform well and sound awesome. Is what really did it. I, the the only problem was no recoil either. Like when you're when you're actually well, yeah, seeing it from I mean, like, but yeah, but I mean that's that's the whole film though, you know. Like, like yeah, true. You know, true. Um, I mean, but like the, the the cool thing I really liked about it was, um, 
I, I guess the only thing that probably would have made me bust in my pants would have been an early war MG34, but even those were being phased out by this point. Because the four, the four whole shrouds were being phased out, I think by forty forty one. Or weren't they weren't so, they like going back and getting factory refurbed and shit? With new they parts? were well, yeah, because they were if they didn't if they didn't get redone, the because it was a structural integrity problem where they were dinging them up so bad that the shrouds were bending and or warping. Mm-hmm. Um, it also was um wasting fabrication time and all that kind of stuff so that's why they went to the the, the less patterned hole punch shroud than the full one that kind of mimicked mm-hmm. the mg15 yep or no mg18 one of those two well it's um, the, the 15 was the original was is there an 18 or am i making that up in my no head? there was but it was just a modified 15 for okay. air service okay thank you okay yeah. so yeah the 15 so because they were recycling the patterns from the 15s to the 34s which is the early ones which i still wonder if i fucking got one oh my god um and and they and they replaced the milled the milled top cover with a stamp top cover that was the only difference so um, yeah but like the, the, the 34 in this one was completely accurate though for late 41. for the time for the time yeah. yeah absolutely yeah i got oh we haven't gotten to it no. yet sorry I thought yeah we'll get to it yeah yeah k98 adopted by so, the by the wehrmacht in 1936 so <laughs> 34 um so the oh, look at that <laughs> shitty helmet oh there's another shot of the so, helmet so, oh my god so so Those... i wanted to so yeah. so this is what i mean by thimblehead right. for anyone who is looking but <sighs> this is what i wanted to ask you guys knowing from what i've learned from brian and from you over the last it would have been h-bands probably is this at that is point. this later is this late that's, war that's mid to late war yeah they would have been okay. probably h-bands right brian because it's the welded one brian is that uh late? yeah that's that's Krieg's model and stuff, and also that's that's definitely Krieg's model because it's got a hole in the side of it for a screw. So that's definitely oh, right, wrong, one hundred percent. But yeah, H bands are are stamped. Um, I'm not sure with the transition because well, yeah, I've got plates, a stamped one because that one's welded. You're right, Brian. Stamped yeah. butt plates show up in '41, so they were that was the transition process. And mine's got a rework. Um, mine, mine was a uh, '38, but it was reworked in '42 at Ober- uh, at Mauser Oberndorf, and it's got the uh, it's got the stamped. The full one, but this one's like fucking crude. So yeah, it's that's, there's some that, pretty there's some really crude ones out there that I've but seen. that's like really mid to late, yeah, like yeah. forty three on. Yeah, and then the helmets, dude. Like those fucking decals. I've never seen worse ones in movies. Well, actually, <laughs> do you I have. see? Do you see this decal is on the rivet or on it's the uh, over, dude? You see that? It, yeah. it was same with that one. Yeah, the fucking regulation was three millimeters below centered on the fucking vent hole that's the regulation three millimeters that's negative one millimeters it's in the fucking <laughs> vent hole and it's it's on the vent hole there. also the decal is completely <laughs> fucked like that's not what ss decals look like you can get them they're not that expensive they probably spent more on these fucking pieces of shit than they, than they would have for like accurate ones and like had somebody like me you know, just go, hey, I'll buy you lunch if you apply all these decals. Be like, sure. They, oh my God, it's just so <laughs> fucking shitty. Like, and this thing, what the fuck was he yeah, carrying? Like, double barreled sawed off. Yeah. A Remington Spartan sawed off shot. What the fuck? I was, I was Why? curious about that. They use that to, I guess, bust the door down. Um, and no, I, I don't know. Jesus I don't know if that, that's, that's more like a gangster maneuver, like American gangster, right. you know? Uh, bizarre 
Yeah, so we'll go to the MG34, and you guys can what did you, off about What did that. you think of the 34, Brian? The MG34 was nice. No, it was interesting. And again, you know, it's it kind of holding up in a church, a stone church, kind of negates light machine guns. All you can really do is suppress. So it was nice to show that, you know, it was kind of a mitigating factor. Um, but every time I did see a 34, it was really cool. And it's not like a lot of films where it's like a PKM in the back and an MG34 shroud. So kudos to the armor. And they did load up dummy rounds, guys. They actually they load yeah, up blanks. Exactly. There's, there's like, a caveat yeah. for the everything time you guys point that out to me, and I'm like, eh. Yeah, that's um, same scene. So yeah, that's also the SS officer is not gonna be wearing a fucking visor cap in a combat situation. I hate that shit. It's all about the symbology of like, oh, he's a fucking he's the officer of the SS. It's like well, he's Mike, how are you gonna know helmet. how are you gonna know who the boss is? Okay. Right, the exactly. The worst one ever of that is uh, at the end of Fury. Uh, when they're like climbing on top of the oh. tank, and the guy's like, "How did that <laughs> yeah. look?" He's, that's like, "What is this?" Yeah. Guy looks yeah, like yeah. he's he's at Nuremberg, you know, or something. Um. Yeah, okay, the, the I want to talk about this. Yeah. Mike B, what did you think of the grenades going off? Um. So, M twenty fours. They had a pretty thin um casing to them. If you really want to compare it to like the uh, Mark II. Mm-hmm. Or like the Mills bomb, or you know any of the other European things, and it's weird because they would. So the M twenty four was a, a. Do you want the whole spiel or do you want the TLDR? Give me as much of a spiel as you want to give me. So the model nineteen fifteen and the model seventeen grenades that were on sticks, the the the, the stick grenades, right? That we all know them uh-huh. as. They're offensive grenades, and so they start out in World War One, and the stormtroopers would be throwing them as fast as they fucking could into the position that they were about to go into. Now, these are not meant to be fragmentation grenades. These are meant to be like mostly concussive and yeah, they will, they will spit up fragmentation. Yes, but they're not made for that. They're made to be offensive grenades. That's why they had the egg grenades in world war II, the M 39s. Those were defensive and offensive because those actually did spit out fragments. Right. So if it blows up next to you, yeah, you're going to be fucked up because it's going to be loud as shit. And you might get a couple chunks of metal in you or shit that it kicks up like glass or whatever. But, um, and so in this film, I mean, it's, it's okay. Like it's, it's not bad. It's not great. It's not fireballs. Number no, because they're not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so no, yeah, it's... No, like so, 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 like the I'll, I'll tell you a few things that I thought were really good representation, and I want to hear your opinion. I do think the guy who crunches on a cyanide pill and then shoots himself in the head, I think that grenade was for cinematic effect. I think it was way too big for one. Um, that's just me personally. Um, but I liked all of the other ones that went off. I really liked like when um the guy's crawling down the hallway and all the grenades are like landing behind him and they go off in that concussive manner not in a fragmentation manner um and i did like something that i had never really seen before was blood pouring out of the ears and the nose after they would go off semi near which supports their con- your concu- that can't say it, concussive um observation yeah. and i i think that is a good detail do i think they use them for dramatic effect in an action movie yes but i do 
really like the way they were interpreted in this film a lot more than yeah. all the other ones we've seen recently. Not bad because it's like the only yeah. thing I would I would actually have a bigger bigger problem with in the actual like in action is they would have been they would have had these outside of the building in the boxes and they also did not come assembled. That's the thing is these things would come in a box with all the parts and so on the early or on the early M24s it says Vorgebrauch Sprengkapsel einsetzen. It says before use, before using, set the fuse. The heads would come separate. The handles would come with the, with the uh, the rope and the and the whatever. You would install the fuse and then you would put the fucking head on the stick, and then it would be live, like good to go, ready to use. Okay. Is and that so, your? Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. What, what was your question? Well, I was going to say, was that was your argument going to be the fact that they opened up the box and they started handing them out? Yes, to that's my Is argument. That what you mean? That, that's what I didn't my like. My only counter argument would be like, wouldn't you have that prep before you go into the building? No, because they're they're the wrong boxes. They were the wrong everything. Like it wasn't. It was just fucking. Okay, so so. But but so, but but here's the thing: is like, yeah, what I was going to say too. Yeah. Besides all that, is yeah, before you go in the building, you're gonna be you're gonna be giving grenades to guys. They're gonna be throwing them in their belts or their pockets or whatever or their their boots. You're not going to be doing that while you're in there, because here's the thing: is if they if they can fucking take that out or throw a grenade at the at that box, they're fucked. So it was dumb. It was it was cinematic. It's and it cinematic. Was like okay. Yeah. It's okay. the no. I they agree. I agree. It, Once you pointed yeah. that out, I agree with you. Yeah. They would have given that to them outside, and they would have gone in there in their belts, and they would have been also specialized. Have been like, you guys are going to be doing this when we go up there, and so yeah, and they all they also yeah, I mean. You could have assembled them beforehand, but there was no special box for assembled grenades. You'd have to adapt. Maybe they could have, whatever. But like, that's that's the only beef that I have with that whole scene. I, I even though it may not be correct, I do still appreciate showcasing that. Maybe you should have done it outside the church, and it would have been more of an impact. Yeah. But I, I, that's just something you never see. So like, it's those little things that you don't normally see in those kind of movies of, or in movies like this. And I'm just kind of like, that's why I was thinking about yeah. it. That would be kind of um, cool. I mean, we did cool. see the fire brigade getting their fire hoses ready. So yeah, that was, and they were check. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. fun with the M30 helmets, but they, they have you weird. guys, have you guys ever seen the, um, I'll, I'll pull it up after this. Have you guys ever seen the church, the real church? No, I'll I'll pull it up after this. I want to go over that near the okay. end. Okay, uh, let's get through okay. this. Uh, I've seen the actual um, window where they were shooting, and there's like bullet holes. Yeah, that's it. that's that's what I yeah. mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to. I'll I'll pull that up in a second. Jan uh, uses a modified. What the fuck is this? This is the hand. That's this the, is impact the impact grenade. Grenade. And that, is that the check grenade? Uh, it says it's an anti-tank hand grenade thermos flask grenade he I modifies it though no, number but, uh, 73 yeah yeah i don't know click on the uh click on the thing there see what country it's yeah, click on the number the number 73 mark one ah it's yeah, that <laughs> happens sorry. to me too you done goofed <laughs> oh god go away i don't care whatever Did you have fucking ad block me. jesus christ i do no, it yeah, doesn't add block do this oh. yeah yeah so it's, nobody it's, it's, it just says an mk1 hand grenade comment <laughs> oh really um, thanks it's a, yeah. it's a fucking great it looks like a fucking thermos but yeah um okay yeah so jan does that oh that's it for amfdb right. it says that's that it, uh, yeah. this, i just i just what? looked it up but it says the 
number 73 that's uh british i guess okay, okay. so the british drop really we had number would yeah well they got know, sten okay, guns so yeah let me they, pull up uh let me pull up this church yep and here on the page uh for the number 73 grenade it specifically says that a modified version of this was used in the assassination of reinhard heydrich so they got that right the, the things that they fucked up in this film are pretty forgivable so so there's the underneath hmm. the, the crypt they were in mm-hmm. yeah. and mm. then there's the window oof oof yeah oof damn um there's the church uh-huh um here are the impacts and the, windows. the steeple mm-hmm. yeah. open the doors see all the people Fuck both of you. Shut up the both of you. <laughs> fuck. You sanctimonious fucks. <laughs> Couldn't help it. At least somebody uh, picked up on it. There, there is his car, by the way. Yep. Yeah, the whole. Mm. Well, his car, I know his car got really fucked up. Like, it yeah. was done. Yeah, that'll buff out. <laughs> <laughs> It'll buff out. Um, But yeah, yeah, the whole, like, laying them out there and all that kind of stuff. Here are the fire. This is what I also wanted to look up. Here are the fire. Oh, wow. They actually Holy have an shit. image of that. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. You can see the fresh bullet um, scabs on it. Look at all. Look at all the holes in the windows yeah. too. For that. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Um, remember this is where my friend buys his weed. Everyone remember that. So there you go. <laughs> um, well, that's good. At least he's buying weed. Oh, there's a picture of an old dude standing right in front of it. That's a good picture. Yeah. There you go. God. Ronald. Damn, Ronald. Why are you in the picture? Get out. Yeah. Ronald. Jesus. Ronald. <clears throat> oh wow look at that it's all got like writing on the pictures and stuff on the picture oh, and all shit. That kind of oh shit so that's yeah, what actually the car happened. is right there on the left yeah yeah oh wow see look look it has it has his the way they got away like look there's arrows yeah. cool yep. so it's got the names it's got the names of all of them on there too let me let me try to pull this one up oh bit. that's not any better like well, I'm, I'm about to <laughs> he's He's learning, Mike. He's fuck learning. it up, man. Oh, so yeah. they, slowed, they slowed that fucking car down. Yeah, on a, on a really like that's a hundred eighty degree turn. Mm-hmm. They slowed it so down. He, so he st- see how he steps out here. Yeah. Or one, hold on, let me see if I can read this though. There was someone who was shot in the film. Maybe hitting the, the his driver yeah. got shot. That might be the guy that was. Mm. Yeah, it might be the guy that was actually going through the cart, like between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'd have to. Up. I don't know. I should have. I should have done. I should have looked up the fucking report. See if I could have found the actual report. Nate, are you fucking serious? I'm stupid. It's okay. Henrik assassination. Uh, shut <laughs> up! I can't spell. Nonetheless, German. Uh, I can't find. I can't find what I need. So it's okay. We can move on. All right. Let's go yeah, to so- final thoughts, gentlemen. Yep. Who wants I to agree. lead? I'm not gentle. Or <laughs> am I a I'm man? A, I'm a oh. man. I am a man. <laughs> Brian, you've got the torso of a 12-year-old Dutch boy. Like, <laughs> you're very gentle. Don't fool yourself. Hey, you know, at least I don't have the torso of a fucking ox working the field. But John fucking Deere. You know? John Deere is a good brand. They make good shit. Yeah, you're the ox that broke his back where you made a tractor. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck this shit. Yeah. Um, Well, because I'm because I'm here, I'll just keep on rambling. Um, It's a great movie. It's really well done. It's held up. Um, Probably the third or fourth time I've seen it, and uh, yeah, 
if you haven't seen it, definitely watch it. Um, it's really awesome, and it's probably the best Resistance film in the last, you know, definitely um, since the turn of the century. That's for sure. The last twenty years, um, definitely top five. <laughs> I'll be but, quiet. Uh, Okay. That's what she said. Um, so she died, and then she died. Damn it! It's <laughs> my fucking. Line. That being said, um, I'm going to give it a 8.5 out of 10. You know, it's a very good movie. It's very enticing. It pulls you in. Um, just all around awesome. So that being said, I pass the um, impact grenade to you, Michael. <laughs> It's like a popcorn kernel explosion. Hey. Um, As he's stuffing his goddamn Chew face. the popcorn right into the mic for me, please. Oh, God, yes. That's good shit. ASMR. You guys get some free yet. ASMR on this bitch. <laughs> what the fuck? You should be paying oh. for this. <laughs> Don't forget to like and subscribe. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta make it yes that's a we real. have a combination of a mukbang and an MSR there. so <laughs> it's oh yeah let's let's see mike ackerman get fat as fuck <laughs> doing mukbangs Whoa. like fucking nico avocado did so so uh yeah i was uh i was surprised by it i thought it was uh really good again i love how um i love the way the like you know it's Again, it just it felt it felt very like nothing is safe, you know. Even though they're with this family and stuff like that, I like how the two main leads weren't for you know from the start they weren't like you know brothers in arms necessarily. They were just like two guys doing a job, you know. I mean, they got closer as it went on, closer in terms of their relationship as it went on. But I liked how they weren't like super close friends, you know. And again, it just it, it really seemed like this is a dangerous place. It's a dangerous job and we're likely going to get caught. I like that feel of it. It real that they, they were able to do that very well. And I like the, the whole, the whole assassination scene, which we've gone over already. Um, acting was good. You know, obviously like every movie that has some little things in it that, you know, I can gripe about, but, um, overall solid movie, um, that really, does not uh, show the resistance or, you know, commandos in a um, uh, inspiring way, I guess I should say, which uh, I like that. I like how, uh, how fucking um, just miserable it all seemed in a, in the, you know, in a way to where it's accurate. Um, So, yeah, I think I'm going to give it a seven out of 10. And I'll pass it on to Mike B. Yeah, um, like you guys said, it was, um, again, it just brings, it's really good when, like, I knew about something that was so fucking finite, and as Brian says, Nietzsche, but that's, I learned today, that's a New England thing. It's not just you that says that, it's a New England thing, so I'll give you about 75% as much shit as I usually do for that. But yeah, a a very niche, like, uh, topic of, like, because like most people that study World War II, they're like, oh, say Private Ryan. And, like, and you, you say, hey, do you know who Reinhard Heydrich was? They're like, who? It's like, no, that guy was an evil son of a bitch. Like, very nasty dude. And then you go, do you know how he died? And Randy like, Harddick? No. no, I don't, don't yeah, know. Yeah, Randy Harddick, to be serious, is nobody knows about this story unless you're a real, like, dedicated historian. 
and well, I shouldn't say nobody, I shouldn't speak in absolutes. I know, but like very few people that I've talked to that know about World War II, quote unquote, know about this guy and the fact that he did actually get assassinated in Czechoslovakia in 1942. And the more attention this brings to people, and I don't understand why this didn't do better at the box office. I really don't. Um, it should have, this should have been in like every theater. Like it was a really well-made do you film. Want me, do you want me to get you some stats real quick? Yeah, please do. Um, but like it, 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 it just seems like it's, it's such a well-made film that people should watch it. And then even if they don't go and research it, they can still go, okay, yeah, these guys did this. And it's, there's not a happy ending. Spoiler alert. Okay. It's not a happy ending because it really wasn't in real life. There was nobody won out of that. Everybody fucking failed except the people that were saved by these people who died to kill this one evil fuck. And so, yeah, like you said, Mike, it's like, it's not all happy go lucky, whatever. Um, Like I said earlier, the part that I didn't like was just the whole like drawn out torture scene. It's like, you could have done that. I think in a lot less, you could have saved about 20 minutes out of the film. In my opinion, this is just my opinion. It doesn't, fucking hold any water but like i think i think that was drawn out in like the whole like the pursuit scene and everything like yeah i get it like you want to show that but it was just whatever and again that's just my personal thing so that kind of brought it down a little bit but the acting was fantastic the overall plot was really good the writing was very good the acting again was like you know killian murphy honestly I don't think he's the best actor in the world, and that's going to be a very fucking controversial statement. But he actually came through in this one, even with his fake fucking... It's a very controversial statement, but I'll let you go. Yeah, I know. You you, you jerk off to the Irish every fucking day, Nate. We, know, we all know that. Like, I don't give a shit. But, um, but his Irish accent did come out a lot. Did you hear that? Like he's trying well, to do it's Czech funny. Accent. It's funny. It's two Irish actors playing two Czech. Right, guys. right, right. It's, so like, it's like, you know, but yeah, you can't teach because Czech is a very difficult language. But anyway, getting sidetracked. But um, but he did a good job. Everybody, everybody. I think I think the other actors did a lot better than he did. And again, that's going to be a controversial thing. But they all like it just it just it felt real. It was like, again, when you're acting, you should make it feel real. You should not be acting. You should be just yourself in that situation. And I think they really pulled that off, especially with the shootout at the end. Um, They actually did tactics that would have been done by amateurs or guys that weren't totally trained that had some training maybe, but like I thought it was fucking cool the way they did the shootout scene and like the stun guns and everything. And um, yeah, the pistol leering, maybe a little bit American Western, but uh, whatever. So yeah. All right. I'll stop ranting. Um, I'll also give it a seven out of 10. Um, so that leaves me. So uh, to answer your question, Mike, it had a budget of $9 million. That's not a lot. No, for what it they, only what got they did? for what they did and where they filmed it. Considering they had to film in Prague and replicate things. That's and make not a it lot at all. Not 9 million. It only made 5.3. Oof. Um, but. I want to propose a future movie, not anytime soon, but in the future, once we've had time to chew this one over. There is apparently another movie called The Man with the Iron Heart. It's exactly the same premise, the exactly the same story. $32 million. When was it made? A year later, 2017. 
by whom? Uh, director, you mean, or production company? Yeah, by who, I, I guess, not whom. Does that one end um, with Heydrich lives and it's springtime for Hitler? I don't know. It's, <laughs> it didn't, it, well, here, here's the thing. This, uh, it's What if s- history? It's by Cedric Jimenez, and the other one was by, uh, Anthropoids by, um, Sean Ellis. Um, but the thing is, is that, um, <laughs> The Man with the Iron Heart was a $32 million budget. It only made $4.4 million. Oh, wow. That is a fail yeah. right there. <laughs> so that's a box office bomb, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. So, Somebody lost a um, hand. Yeah, so and it has a score well, of 6.4, oh. and I and Anthropoid has 7.2. So what so the I'd fuck like, happened with this? Like, what did, was it distribution? Because I had never heard of this, to be honest with you. You guys said what's this movie this. called? The, the other one? Yeah. The man with the iron heart. It looks not great. <laughs> but I oh, what, it has what, Rosamund Pike in it. What okay. I want to propose is that after we've had time to think on this and chew on it, um, I want to compare it to Anthropoid in a later date. I'd like to do that. Okay, that's because cool. yeah, like I, I that's why I said I don't understand why this didn't do well. Like and why I didn't know about it. That's the thing, is I, I didn't know about it at all. Well, so in, in twenty sixteen I actually saw this in theaters. And because I'm a Killian Murphy fan and it just so happened to co, you know, to mesh the two, I went and saw it and I loved it. Um, and man, it was really cool in theaters, like all in all, that was really for the sound and all that kind of stuff. Um, but, but to dive down that, down, down, I guess my final thoughts is like, you know, I've said a lot of things repeatedly and I, I am a fan of this movie. I think I'm going to be the highest tonight, but I, I really feel like it is very rare when you find, you know, in my opinion, uh, good acting, um, good sound, good cinematography, good storytelling, actually, um, for the most part. Um, it's rare to get all four to actually work together as well as this one did. Um, it does have its flaws. It does have a few things that I don't necessarily like in actually talking with you guys tonight. There's a few other things I kind of noticed. But I, I think I, I'm going to give it um, a, a healthy nine Screamo Gibsons out of ten um, just because I really, really like the story that is told. I really like the presentation of it. I really like the sound. I really like the action in it as realistic, I think, as it can be. Um, and I appreciate it. And I think that's what I really draw from this is I see the attempt as much as I see thimble heads, as much as I see bad stickers on helmets, as much as I see a MP18, as much as I you know see Western gunplay pistol work a little bit, I do see the attempt and I do enjoy it. And I do actually really like the historical accuracy, for the most part, of the events that happened. The ambush was great, this. dude. Yeah. It was like, fucking great. I, I wish I wish I had prepared a little bit more. I, I was very rushed today with my schedule, but I wish I had prepared just a little bit more because if I remember correctly, in terms of it actually being showcased in the film, it's really, really spot on with the actual Kurt with the events that they show in the film, you know, the flooding of the basement, what was said, because that was all transcribed. That was all recorded because they had to show that they killed these guys, you know, legitly. So they had records of it pictures we pulled them up you know we saw the firemen flooding the basement the bodies in front of the street of the church the church being lit up and all that stuff you know they wanted to showcase that they had killed the the uprising there was no more uprising no more resistance in Prague. um 
I think it is very, very, and I think it's a very important story to document and have done. And I think this one's done it very well. Yep. Um, I think it would be very interesting, like I said, to go over that other film because I've never heard of the other film and doing a quick little deep dive. I can see why, <laughs> um, but I am sad that this film didn't get as much, you know, whatever, you know, interest release, release interest, interest in general. You hear about it in our, in our, you know, in the community of war film nerds and all that kind of stuff is a really good movie. But most of the time, unless you're on the war page thing, you don't really see it. This is the so. first time I've ever heard of it. Yeah. When you guys were, like, when I, were watching when I, when I, this this week and I'm yeah. like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. So something got fucked up in marketing. I don't think it was very well broadcast in the States, I think. Um, also, remember, it's 2016. I only remember what was the fuck was going on in 2016. I only remember because I like uh, Harambe. Um, <laughs> Harambe. <laughs> <laughs> Press F in the chat. Yep. Press F. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's a blast from the past. If you're driving, pull over. Was Harambe 2016? No, was, I think it was. No, it was six. I'm pretty sure it was here. Let me just Google it. Really quick. It was 16 or 17. It was early, was early 16. I'm pretty sure. That's when everything went to shit. Because I was working at a, a specific place when that yep, happened. Yep, shit. yep, May 28th. Oh, shit. Almost to the day in yep. 2016. <laughs> and 2016 Salute. was like Thanks, fucking... Obama. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. You let that happen. Wait a second. Um, what... Uh... What, what day did you say the what, May twenty eighth, twenty sixteen? Harambe got shot at the and then we May twenty eighth. Yeah, we just passed the anniversary for that. Wow, that's what I said. Almost to the um, day, yeah. three days. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Never mind. Because yeah, uh, the the assassination of, <laughs> uh, of on uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, the assassination of Harambe. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hydrick no. was May twenty seventh, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the assassination of Heydrich was on May 27th. Oh, really? There's a lot of different ways that we yeah. could take this, you know. So, so May 27th, Heydrich. May 28th, Harambe. It's all connected. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shit. And then May 31st, this podcast. It's it's basically that, that thing from uh, It's Always Sunny where Charlie's got the fucking string board set up. Pape mm. Silva. Or Pepe Silva. There we go. <laughs> and here's the thing, man. He's got the cigarette burning in his... Yeah. Freaking beautiful. From now on, though, I'm going to refer to it as the assassination of Harambe. Anytime that someone yeah, talks about Harambe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, he was uh, at the top of the book depository with the uh, Lee Carcano, and he opened up on him. <laughs> the Lee so. Carcano? Yes, it is satire. Right, we're, we're fucking done. Satire. We got we, we to we we fucking... We gotta so, fucking... What's, your, what's your ranking, Nathan? I, I said it was a nine. <laughs> awesome. And Old Bay Meat Spin. That's the section of uh, uh, podcast we're on right now, right? Is this when everything goes to shit and it's the end and, of it? Yeah. And Birch, what's yours? I didn't catch yours because I'm an idiot. For fuck's sake. Man, bro. you are still. He's tired. He's fucking yeah. tired. And, yeah. and whatever, it's seven. Spin me right round, baby, right round. I just got done listening to Centurion after like almost a year. I thought you were about to say, I just got done visiting Meat Spin. <laughs> no, that was yesterday. <laughs> that was just that was back in 2006. Yeah, yeah. Is that even still around anymore? I don't want to give my, my... I don't know. <laughs> I'm not clicking I'm not looking it up. Someone someone look it up who doesn't who's not afraid. I remember, <laughs> I remember wowomg.com used to be uh a, a, a like a, a proxy link to it. There's a ton of proxy putting, links, yeah. Putting okay. all of these numbers yeah. into Alan Turning's computer. 
to see if actually we will be able to kill Mr. Hydric. Um, the How many spins did you get? 7.875. So, you know. Not bad. A, not bad. We always have liftoff with a helicopter, but we're not going to be <laughs> So, uh, no, it's a really, it's a really good movie. It's definitely worth watching. And, oh, 100%. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's. Check it out if you haven't. And um, no. Or go uh, to the church in, in Prague and buy some weed there. So yeah, go buy go buy your <laughs> weed and yeah, go to Prague. Go go to the back of it and just sit there, and someone will give you weed. Pay your respects and light up a blunt. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, you know Prague is just one of those beautiful cities in Europe, and uh, it escaped bomber Harris's you know terror at the end of the war. It also it was, was the last city that the Mong or the the yeah the Mongols got to. It really was. Yeah, they got they got to the gates of Prague, and uh, the Europeans were like, uh, no. What's that bridge where they like hanged a bunch of people on it or hung. beheaded them or something? Thank you for saying hanged and Thank not hung. You, sir. Yeah, it's, Wait, it's hanged. Oh, it you hanged? fucker! You were, you were, you were. What did I say? You said hanged and it was correct, and no, I was like, Thank Brian you. corrected you and said, "Oh, Brian's a I no, fucking." I normally, I normally flip it and say, "Brian's a fucking like... moron from New England." <laughs> you know, I'd rather Don't... be on the side of the Hudson than yours. So what? What's that? Again, what's that? I'm not Does the it... ox that broke John Deere's back. Okay, hold on. Before we rehash the same argument 14 million times, what's the what's the bridge? Does someone 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 Jamie me? George please. Washington. Find me the what the bridge is in Prague where they hanged a bunch of people on it and beheaded them or something. There's some do, famous do, bridge. Do, do, do. We'll answer this question next podcast with. <laughs> Oh, and if you play, if you still play Call of Duty War, uh, World War Two, Anthropoid is Prague in the map. So there you go, Charles Bridge. Your little trip. apparently, Tolls Bridge. It's the Charles Bridge. Charles Bridge. Yeah, Charles if you're fucking bridge. listening, you know, it's a medieval sun arch bridge that crossed the. Fucking slouch at the Vltava River in Prague, Czech Republic. God. Its construction started in 1357 under the auspices oh. of whatever, blah, blah, blah. And, yep. yeah. So, there we go. I, I guess that's it. Hmm. It's probably not right. Because somebody from from what is now Cheshire would be like, no, you're not correct on this one. And I tell you what, I'm going to correct you in the comments. But I'll be very polite about it because I'm Czech. I, I, I didn't know they were Irish. <laughs> okay, penis. <laughs> we're done here. We're fucking done here. <laughs> I made that joke last time. It actually makes sense now with this one. Since it's yeah, Irish guy it does, it playing does. Czechoslovakia. So yeah, Irish. so go fuck yourself. How about that? <laughs> On that note, see you guys next week. Later. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave a rating. Otherwise, Mel Gibson won't stop screaming. If you like this content, make sure to check out our Facebook youtube and instagram pages if you want to directly support our work make sure to check out our patreon all these links are in the description below until the next time scuttlebutt out Ugh. no teguchi i world war ii circle back czech republic prague let's go I hope you were recording that. That should just be the intro right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Go. Because he's in that movie, isn't he? Who? Who? The 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 dude. Are we ready? Who was in Who was in Siege of Jadaville? Wasn't he in Fifty Shades of Grey?
Yes, he was. We're not talking about Siege of Janet, though. Like, Brian. The guy, he was in Siege of Janet, who's in this movie. The guy, yeah, the other, you the face guy blind not, motherfucker. The guy who's not Killian Murphy is, was the main guy in Siege of Janet. Your mic is doing mic acting. It's it's okay, doing the acting. Oh can, can you can you can you tweak? God, can you tweak things? Uh, I tweak things. I'll tweak things. Can you tweak right. things back to where they were good? 